everybody. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. Um, I'm super, super excited. I have a great, great friend of mine. As you can tell, I'm not alone today. I have a great friend of mine, Chase Cooper. Um, we've known each other for what, maybe a year and a half, two years? How long? Uh, yeah, I think a couple years now. A couple years now. Um, we've met here at our home, our home church in Huntington, West Virginia. Yeah. Um, and we, we kind of are in the same point in life where, well, I, I'm a newer father, newer husband. He's been, well, how long have you guys been married? Um, going on five years. Five years. So he's, he's been married a little bit longer than me, but we're, we're in the same age group and, yeah. and same passions and same heart. So I brought him on today. We're going to be talking about a subject that's kind of talked a little bit about, um, but I think is a lot of our struggles that we see in society today are, are found in this area. Um, so we're going to be talking about identity issues. Um, so before we get into that, Chase, if you don't mind to just introduce the people to yourself so yeah. they'll know a little bit about you, know who they're listening to. Uh, well, I'm Chase Cooper. Um, me and my wife, Laren, and our baby girl, Stella, we come to Christ Temple. We've been here for a few years now. Uh, like he said, we've known each other for a couple years. And um, I'm only a couple months ahead of Isaac here. I mean, <laughs> my baby, she's uh, a year and... Oh, my math is bad. Three or four months now. Um, my wife will correct me on that later. <laughs> but, so I'm not that far ahead of Isaac here. But we are in the same kind of place in life, like he said. And um, yeah, I love this church. I love what we do here. I, me and my wife, um, along with Isaac and Micah, we teach on Wednesday night refills for Inside Out. And uh, love the kids. Love what we do. So. Absolutely. So let's dig right into this. Um, once again, we're going to be talking about identity issues what I, or identity crisis. Um, we're going to be talking about what identity is. We're going to give you some scriptures. And it's just going to be really conversational. Um, it's just going to be like we're having a conversation at home around the dinner table. So if you're looking for preachy, um, you've come to the wrong place. But it's just we're going to talk, and we believe that through our conversations, um, we have some notes, but we just believe that through our conversations there's there's going to be some great things talked about. So the first scripture I'm going to be reading um, is Romans 6.6. 6, and it says, For we know that our old self was crucified with him, so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. And the reason I wanted to kind of like start with this scripture is because at the very end it says, So that the body ruled by sin might be done away with that we should no longer be slaves to sin. So I kind of wanted to just start this off and letting the people know that when you when you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, sin no longer is your ruler. Mm-hmm. You're no longer a slave to sin. You are now adopted into the kingdom, the citizenship of heaven, and you're a son and daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, this is kind of just kind of what I wanted to talk about, um, just kind of coming out the gate with identity. Um, I think we have to understand before we even go any farther in identity is you have to understand what you're not before you can understand almost yeah. who you are. So you have to understand what you're not is that you're not a slave to sin. Yeah. Sin doesn't rule you anymore. Yeah. You don't answer to sin. Um, you know you don't submit to sin. Um, but as a son and daughter, you tell sin where to go in in, yeah. a, in a way. You tell sin, I don't want you anymore. Um, so that's just kind of what I think about being a son and daughter. Yeah. Well, let me start with, uh, let me just try to give you the definition real quick. Yeah. Um, identity, the definition of identity in the Webster says the distinguishing character or personality of an individual. 
So what distinguishes you from the rest of the world, the rest of the people around you? Wow. What is that thing that makes you who you are? And uh, Hmm. I talked about this, um, I taught on this actually, on that scripture a little while ago. And um, some of the things that I was saying was that you can't be, like you were saying, you have to, what, what were you saying? You have to know who who you you have to know what you're not what you're before not. you know who you yeah, are yeah there's a lot of people out there that let their identity that distinguishing quality drive who they are yeah that's good and for us to understand that I mean put this in context we know that we're uh, like you said we're slaves of righteousness now. Yeah. we're not slaves of sin anymore we're made you know we're um this distinguishing characteristic to go along with the definition is that we are here to do the good. Yeah. We're not here to um, be a slave to sin. And, and one thing that I mentioned in my lesson, uh, you know, a month or so back was when you're a slave to sin, you tend to put yourself in situations, um, sometimes unknowingly, yeah. to give yourself an opportunity to do what your flesh yeah. wants. And wow. that's somewhere I never want to be again. You yeah. Because there was times in my life where I would, um, I would do, I would put myself in these situations, like I said, and uh, set myself up for failure. You yeah. Know? So I think being a slave to sin, like you said, it'll it'll put you in situations that could ultimately turn out really bad. Yeah. But the thing about being a slave to righteousness and no longer being a slave to sin is when those situations possibly come righteousness kicks in yeah and it's like okay i need to get out of this situation yeah because i know that sin could be the outcome if Mm -hmm. i stay in this area much longer whether it's you know any situation may be and i think that's the cool thing of righteousness is like when you understand that your identity is no longer a slave to sin but now you are clothed in righteousness it's a very 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 powerful thought like that I don't know. It's it's a simple thought, and it's like, well, well, of course, I'm no longer a slave to sin. But I think we hear the term so much that we really don't grasp the depth of yeah. of it. You know what I mean? It's just, of course, you know, we hear songs like, "I'm no longer a slave to sin." Yeah. You know, that's cute. But in all reality, think about it. Yeah. Like sin at one point in your life told you where to go, how to react. How to respond, what to say, what not to say. Mm -hmm. But now that you are no longer a slave to sin, righteousness is the thing that controls you and propels you. Yeah. It's a a powerful thought. Yeah. And that brings me to my scripture. Not that this was planned. No, not at all. But, um, I mean, we can't talk about identity without saying the phrase, you know, find yourself in Christ. Yeah. Be found in Christ. And um, you were talking about righteousness and being clothed in righteousness mm-hmm. and that's so um, important and it's a good visual too because a lot of times you know in the church or whatever it is we think that you know I should do this or I need to do this or um, <clears throat> sometimes we we forget that we just need to rest yeah. in what he's done that's so good and being clothed and right I couldn't put that on you yeah. know there's nothing that I can do to put righteousness on myself wow but it's through him and through his yeah. sacrifice that he put righteousness on me, wow. you know, and that's, that's the grace. So and um, Philippians wow. three, I'll just go from eight, um, three eight. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. 
For his sake I have suffered all I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Wow. Be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith. So it's that faith that activates that wow. that clothing, him clothing us wow. in righteousness. And it just goes right back to Romans six, like you started with. Yeah. <clears throat> Being um you know, finding out that we are not slaves to sin, yeah. but we are slaves to righteousness. We can't get away from righteousness, right? Because He makes us righteous. Wow, it's crazy. I think I think you, you kind of talked about it a little bit. Is there's so many people that get worn out because they're trying to strive? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're trying to strive for righteousness or strive to be, you know, their identity to be in Christ. When that's not yeah. it, you just have to accept. You know yeah. what I mean? You just yeah. have to accept that it. it's it's. Once you're saved, it's it's a yeah. free gift. Yeah. We all know that salvation is a free yeah. gift. So when when you accept that free gift, you yeah. no longer have to strive for righteousness. Mm-hmm. Righteousness now is upon you. You are righteousness, and that's that's I think is another thing. It's not like it's not like here's righteousness, right? And here's me. Yeah. And whenever I want to, you know, feel righteous or be righteous, I just grab a piece of it. No, I am righteousness at that yeah. point. So it's not it's not like a I'm a you know a partaker of righteousness. I'm yeah. righteousness embodied. Yeah. So everywhere I go, righteousness is there. Yeah. I mean, so the I, moment you're saved, you're declare. He declares you yeah, righteous at that. So moment. it's not even like um, accepting, or it is accepting at some point. But you know, if you've been a Christian and you've been coming to church, you've been doing all this stuff, and and you feel like. Um, you know, I'm trying so hard, yeah. or whatever that is. It's more of a realization, it's yeah. a realization wow. that I have. You know, He did this for me, and I am righteous. Yeah, yeah. Wow, it's such a powerful thought when you understand, like, you just understand righteousness, and that it's not a byproduct of Jesus; it's mm-hmm. Him. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, yeah. the moment you get saved, you're not asking God, God, I want to be righteous. Yeah, you know, the moment you accept salvation, he is righteousness all by himself. Yeah. So the moment you ask him to come into your heart and you accept him, yeah, as your Lord and Savior, righteousness now is you. Yeah. So it's just it's just powerful thing. Yeah. You know, so many times we pray, God, may your righteousness, you know, be available in this area. May may your righteousness fall in in this house or whatever the case may be. And it's like, yeah. God saying, you're my righteousness on the earth. Yeah. So just be my righteousness. Yeah. Forgive, you know, and 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 serve, and all these things. So yeah. I think it's just it's just a powerful thought. There's another um, scripture that I that I kind of wanted to to lead into, and it's Genesis one twenty seven. A lot of people you're going to know this scripture. So God created mankind in His own image. In the image of God, He created them. Male and female, He created them. Yeah. So this this scripture is literally telling you. That you're created in the image of God. Yeah. So this scripture is shouting, you are created in his identity. Yeah. That's what it's saying. So it's like for those that, that think, I don't know, I, and this is kind of where I want to lead to here, is is for those that think that I, I don't know, you don't know my parents. You don't know the family I was born into. Yeah. Um, and then we, you know, we go to Jeremiah chapter 1, and he says, Before I formed you in the womb, before you were born, I set you apart. Yeah. So we see that you are created in the image, and yeah. before, you know, you were even formed in your mother's womb, he knew you. Yeah. 
So he predestined you before time and wanted your identity to be rooted in him. Yeah. So I think, you know, so many times we think that, you know, his last name's Cooper, mine, my last name's Carpenter. You know, when you're born into that, because it is your earthly family, yeah. you it's so easy to think, well, I guess if my dad's a drug addict or my mom is, yeah. is you know, abusive or whatever the case may be, you think that that's your identity because you were born with that last name. Yeah. And, and that's not, that's yeah. not at all. That's more of a cultural thing. Right. Know? It's like... Uh, it's a legacy yeah. or whatever that is, uh, you know, around this area in West Virginia. Sometimes <clears throat> just where you're born uh, geographically yeah. will determine what you think you're supposed to be. Yeah. You know, if you're born in Milton versus Huntington or if yeah. you go to a certain high school, Cabo Midland or Huntington High, yeah. those, uh, they, they carry their own uh, identities behind yeah. them. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. And even those that may be listening that maybe you don't have a good home life and you think this is it this is just my identity yeah or maybe you know maybe you're sick yeah. maybe you have a disease or you have cancer or whatever the case yeah. may be and you're thinking well i guess since i have this this is my identity no your identity is not found in your no. condition no it's not found in the struggle um yeah. your identity is found in jesus as we just read in genesis you were created in his image yeah so when, when Jesus, when, when you were being created, just think of this thought. When you were being created, he had himself in mind. Yeah. Like, just think about that. Yeah. So when you understand, like, when God was literally creating me, he was looking at almost like a mirror. Mm-hmm. And so anytime when you think, I guess this is just my identity, like, you have to remind yourself. It's just who I am. Yeah, or it's just who I am. When, yeah. when you say those things, you're almost... In a way, kind of like disrespecting God. Yeah. Because, you know, he could be. Yeah, he created you in his image. Yeah. So when he was creating you, he was wanting you to look like and be the closest representation of him. Yeah. Um, So while he was creating you, he was creating your identity. Yeah. And so we have to have have that constant thought in mind. And And it's so easy. I mean, I don't know about you, but myself, there's been times where, you know, a hard season in life. Um, or you're a new believer, a new Christian, and and you know you get saved, and your identity is tested immediately. Yeah. And there's definitely times when it's going to be hard and be rough, but you got to understand like who, where your identity lies. Yeah. So. Yeah. And and for the people that would think, oh, my parents did this, my grandparents did this, my great grand, and all aspects of that, yeah. whether they um, were. You know, a lot of people around here like their grandpa was a preacher mm-hmm. or something like that. So they feel like, well, you know, I'm That's supposed good. to do that. Well, maybe not. Yeah. You know, or on the other side of the spectrum, well, my grandpa was this or that. You know, he was involved with this sort of sin or this or, wow. or whatever it is. Well, you know, that's just who I am. Yeah. The word says that he's a father to the fatherless. Yeah. You know, we all share a common father, a common heavenly father. And like you're saying, we're made in his image. So... It's really easy for me and you to look at each other and say, we have different families. Yeah. We have different backgrounds. We have um, even immediate families right now in our own household. We mm. have everything is different, but we share a common father. Yeah, that's so good. And our common father calls you and I to do 
these things. Yeah. To you know, it, you you preach and you preach the house down. I'm not really that sort of guy. I can't yeah. preach You're that way. You're a great way. teacher, though. I love to teach, yeah. and I love to break things down, and I love like this sort of setting. But you put me in front of a, a huge crowd, and I'm <laughs> supposed to hype everyone up. I'm just not that guy. Yeah. You know, but. Um, through our Heavenly Father, we know that we're, we're made to do these certain roles and yeah. have these different identities, wow. um, all based in who He is and His righteousness. So. And I think this just kind of came to me. I think this is a lot, of, uh, a lot of reason why people that have grown up in the church have identity issues is because, and this, is a, this, this can be scary, is when you have people that their identity is in a position yeah. Rather than yeah. being in Jesus, yeah. and for instance, you know, you and Laren being over the small group pastors at our youth. I mean, that's not your all's identity. Yeah, and a lot of people take that on. You know, I'm yeah. the pastor. I'm the associate pastor. I'm the worship leader. The children's pastor, and yeah. that's who I am. That's not who you are. Yeah, that's a part of your calling. That's what you do. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's what you do. But yeah. at your core, you're a son or a daughter. Yeah, um, amen. You know, when you when you go to heaven. You know, on Judgment Day, you know, God's not going to say, you know what, you were a great pastor. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, it's not going to say that. It's you're a, You were a son yeah, or you were a well daughter. Done. Yeah, good, good and faithful, faithful, faithful servant. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things where you have to understand. And I think a lot of times that's why people within the church have identity issues. Because, mm-hmm. okay, you know, I'm a, I'm a door greeter. That's my identity, and you yeah. make that Jesus. You make that Lord, yeah. right? And then, and then all of a sudden... Your life's falling apart, and you're wondering, well, well, God, I was, I was there every Sunday yeah. serving and doing yeah. this and doing that. Why is my life looking like that? And yeah. I think he's just saying, well, you know, your identity is in me, yeah. not a position, not a title. And yeah. I think that's that's a scary place to be is yeah. is when you when you feel that your identity is is in a in a and it, it didn't it doesn't even have to be in church. Yeah, like if you're being anything. if you're a businessman and you're very successful at it. Mm-hmm. That's not your identity even though you're successful at it. Yep. Or, you know, you're in sports. Whatever the case may be, you know, your job, that's not your identity. That's just what like you said, that's what you do. Yeah. And I think we have to all understand like God may have given you those talents and those abilities obviously for a reason, but he didn't give you those talents and abilities because that's your identity. Yeah. You know, that that may be a platform that God wants to use to show his identity to others but yeah absolutely and uh, (laughs) it's a bad position to be in like you're saying Um, it's an even safer position to be in when you don't look at yourself as whatever you do yeah but you look at yourself as I am a child of of God that door greeter that pastor that businessman whatever it is it's a much safer position for you not to look at yourself as a businessman or a pastor because it's easy for a pastor to get in his own head or and and say well what would the pastor of christ temple church do yeah but really we shouldn't ask ourselves what the pastor or the door greeter of christ temple church should it should be what would what would a child of God do wow. in this situation, right? And it's always going back to you know basic principles: mm-hmm. praying, fasting, that sort of thing. Wow. But if you look at it from, well, what would the pastor do? Wow. The pastor, I mean, yeah. there's all kinds of avenues you can take from that. Yeah. Um, but when you look at it from the aspect of, what would a child of God do? What am I supposed to do here? And um, that really brings us down all on the same level. 
And, you know, like we, we've been talking and I said before, you know, I teach on Wednesdays and stuff like that. Some people here will call me pastor. Mm-hmm. I don't claim to be right. a pastor. If you want to call me pastor, sure, go ahead. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to be offended. Right. Um, it's flattering, obviously. <laughs> but um, a lot of people will do that. But I can't let that get be here right and in here. That's so good. Because the minute I let that get into my head that I am this person, I'm this title, I stop yeah. because I stop being the child. Yeah. Because you've lost your identity at that point. I've lost my identity wow. because I'm now finding my identity in something that um, ultimately isn't going to help me in yeah. the end. I need to find my identity wow. every single time in him. Wow. That's crazy that you mentioned that because that kind of goes along with some something else that I had here. And it's, it's this, when you know who you are, you know what to do. Yeah. And like when you think of that, you knew you know who you are mm-hmm. as a son of God. Yeah. Therefore, you know what to do. Yeah. To be a pastor, to be yeah. a small group leader, and if your if your identity was flip flopped, if your identity was, I'm a small group leader or a small group pastor, you wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. Because you would go to God trying to prepare as a pastor versus a son. Yeah. And it's. T- Totally different when you yeah. go to him that way. Yeah, and it, it's it turns from uh, you know what can I give, right? Instead of what do you want to give them? Wow, you know? Yeah, wow. I mean, you preach all over the place. You're going all over. How detrimental to the body would it be? Yeah. If you went into a church and you said, "What am I going to give them today?" Yeah. Instead that's so of good. God, what do you want to give yeah. to your people? Wow. Hmm. And, and to think, and, and this is a scary thought to think, of how many people are dealing with identity issues because their leaders are seeing themselves as a title or a position mm-hmm. versus a son or a daughter. Yeah. there's And I'm sure there's a lot of, and I'm not putting these people yeah. down, and I can't even think of someone about yeah. that, but I'm sure there's a lot of people that struggle in yeah. that area thinking, I am the pastor or I am the teacher of this specific church, yeah. and I'm supposed to act in this wow. specific way. But in reality, you should be able to act in the same exact way as someone from wow. you know, another pastor in Bangladesh. You know wow. what I mean? It goes wow. cross-cultural. It goes yeah. across uh, political bounds. It, all of us are children of God. Wow. And I think, I think that this is something that I kind of want to talk about here. It's, um, I'm going to read what I, what I got. It says, I think a lot of times the reason we have unhealthy relationships is because we don't understand our identity. Yeah, and I can't even begin to tell you, Chase, how many people, male, and then to my wife, female, have come to her and are in a relationship, and it, and it doesn't even have to be a dating, engaged marriage relationship. Yeah, just a relationship, whether it's a coworker, yep. you know, you work together, you're at the church, whatever a case may be, yeah. and you're in this friendship, um, and you know, because you don't understand, you're a son or you're a daughter. Yeah, it's the relationship's unhealthy, and I can't remember how many people. I can't even tell you how many people have come to me that have been in a dating relationship or talking, and um, specifically on Micah's side, she's had females come to her, and yeah. you know he's he's so verbally abusive and yeah. he's so that, but they'll stay in that relationship, yeah. and she always tell me if they un- just understood who they were, yeah, that that they don't have to put up with that, and yeah. I think that 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 goes to that is when you understand. I'm a son or a daughter. I have to be treated like a son or a daughter of the king. Yeah. 
And there's so yeah, many people, I'm sure, good. that have unhealthy relationships. Like I said, it doesn't even have to be in a dating realm. Yeah. Just friendships yeah. that are unhealthy because when you don't understand your identity as a son or a daughter, you'll do things that a son or a daughter wouldn't do. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah, I mean, relationships are relationships. Right. Some are deeper than others, obviously. Right. You and Micah have a deep relationship. Me and Laird have a deep relationship. Right. And the same with our children, too. But you and I also have a relationship in a way. Right. We are friends. And, you know, the minute that I forget, once again, that I'm a child of the king, and I start to put myself in a hierarchy against you. Yeah. And I'm trying to put that's my... so good. Trying to posture myself above you. That's yeah. not helping you. Yeah. And it's, it's not helping me either. There's no sonship there. Yeah. Because... Wow. The second that, you know, um, there's a competition between us in this hierarchy or whatever that may be, one of us is going to fall. Yeah. And that's nowhere that wow. we want to be. Wow. It's so incredible. It's just crazy how, like, we, we weren't even talking about, like, we didn't even plan what we were going to talk about. No, we knew no. identity, but we didn't share notes or nothing like that. And just, yeah. there's so much that we're just, it's just flowing off each other and we didn't have yeah. discussed. But and that's just the spirit. Yeah. I mean, it's nothing in us. Yeah. Know, it's not like, oh, you know, we're so awesome. Absolutely. But, um, I mean, it is crazy that because all, all you said to me was identity. Yeah. What's the topic I asked? Right. Identity, you know? Wow. And, and there's, there's kind of one, one last thing I want to end on here and then we'll just kind of pray um, for that way if there's anybody watching that okay. dealing with identity issues. Yeah. Um, I wanted to read this. A believer's identity is found only in Christ. What it's not... Hold on, let me read this. I totally typed this wrong. Let me go to the next one. <laughs> when you truly understand your identity and who you are, yeah. no one can ever tell you differently. Yeah. And that's, once again... You can't take it away from Simple me. quote, yeah. simple phrase, but man, so powerful. Like... Mm-hmm. Chase, you understand your identity as a son. Yeah. If I come to you and tell you you're broke, you know, nobody loves you, yeah. you're never going to amount to anything in life, you know that that's not true because you know your identity. Yeah, because I know what he right. says about me. And so when people come to us as leaders and say, so-and-so was saying this about me, yeah. so-and-so was saying this about me, my first response every time is, do you know who you are? Yeah. Because if you if, if someone comes to you and tells you, you know what so and so has been saying, I'm never going to mount to anything in life. Yeah. But you know that he has put plans prepared for me. Yeah. And he has greatness in store for me. Yeah. It doesn't matter who tells me opposite. Yeah. Because I know who I am. Yeah. And so I think that that's that's a. I mean, I could sit here for multiple times and tell you stories about moments in my life when the enemy or people yep. were saying things and if I didn't know what the book says about me I don't know where I would be today yeah. to be really honest with you so yeah. when when your identity is rooted in Jesus it does not matter who tells you yeah. what or what someone that's another thing what someone doesn't affirm you in yeah. you know what I mean because there may be people listening that yeah. they don't have mothers and fathers to affirm them and to encourage them and support them Jesus can do that for you. Oh, yeah. But only if your identity is rooted in Him. Yeah. And I think six, six, this is what I think. I think that the people that have, that untruly understand that their identity is a son or a daughter and that's rooted in Jesus are the ones that have a good relationship with Him. Yeah. Because spending time with Him yeah. is how you're going to know who you are. Absolutely. Because if you're constantly looking for someone else to affirm you, you know, you're, first off, you're going to be let down. Yeah, every Almost time. Almost every single time. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying you can't 
put yourself in position right. with people that will always lift you up. Yeah. But um, you don't always have to be lifted up yeah. when you know you're rooted in Him, when you yeah. know that you're His, and you know what the what the Word says about you. Wow. Um, I mean, that's the root of a lot of our issues and our, our problems, especially relationally, mm-hmm. because... You know, I may be looking for you to say something good to me. Wow. And I can't control you, yeah. you know? Yeah. But I'm wanting you to say something good about me. Wow. So in that moment, if I'm wanting it so bad and you're not giving it to me, well, that just makes me angry. That makes wow. me wonder what's wrong with me. Yeah. But if I know that he's saying it about me, it's and so that's good. the only one that I care about. Yeah. You know? Then not you don't that I don't need... care about you, but I don't need you to affirm me because yeah. he's affirming me. Then Wow. Yeah. That's so good, so good. Well, let's let's do this. Let's end right here. Let's yeah. just pray really quickly um, for somebody that may be watching and struggling yeah. with identity issues. Yeah. Father, we love you so much, and we ask that if anybody is watching or listening to this, we ask that if they're dealing with identity issues, maybe their identity is found in their mistakes, in their shortcomings, in generational things that have been passed down, or maybe even things that people have spoken over them. We ask that they would find their identity knowing that I'm a son and a daughter of the King and that nobody else can tell me differently. No matter what happens in my life, that they would understand they're a son and a daughter first. That their identity is not in a position, it's not in a success, but it's in you, Father. So we just speak identity to every person listening and that maybe that they're struggling with identity, God, that they would understand in order to find it, you've got to spend time with Him. So Father, we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you all so much for listening today. We hope that something we said today is is that we didn't impact you, but the words that God spoke through us would impact your life. Yeah. Thank you all so much for tuning in. God bless.